Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. What up, Jess? What up, dog? How you doing? Oh, good. Uh, so you you, you um, reached out to me. You said, well, actually, we were chatting. What am I saying? That's the wrong story. That's so not right. Um, okay. So <laughs> you make it sound like I reached out to you like I like I'm trying to network. I know, right? You reached out to me. <laughs> no. But so we were chatting we were. and in the midst of our chat, I told you that I didn't realize that we would be traveling on our day that we record. Right. And due to me being booked up. <laughs> From now until the end of time. From Christmas. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> From now until Christmas. Yeah. This is our last show till Christmas, you guys. I know. Because Elsie's busy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no. And then you were like, well, why don't we just do it like in a few hours? I was like, oh, my God. So yeah. <clears throat> basically so we no don't really notes. have, yeah, anything prepared as far as news goes because we just talked two days ago. Right. And, and then so, you guys, if something has dropped that's big podcasting related you know, in the last week of April, um, we will cover it the second week of May because this episode will be going live on May 1st. But we're not recording on May 1st at all. We are recording on April 21st. So just to let you guys know a little bit behind the scenes. So there you go. And then I hear that this is an extra special. It's a, sp- a very special Christmas. A very special Christmas episode <laughs> type. Thing. I sort of feel like we should um, release it with the other one and just let a week go by. What you, if, what? But if you're like, in other words, like we just the one we just did two days ago will go live on Monday. Right. And then why don't we just release this one, too? Why? Or like two days later. Well, why? Because we will have time to record. So there won't be a, an episode on the first. Well, That's why we're recording right now. Right. It will be a longer period of time after the two. But they kind of go together. Whatever. Don't listen to me. I'm very tired. OK, okay. so. So, <laughs> so thank you, are you for the lead. Yes. You are the lead of this. We are going so to break. Is, we're going to break, how do you say it, break? Uh, tradition. Tradition tradition, or, or flow or whatever the heck. I think it's tradition. That we do. Yeah, we're going to break our, our podcast tradition of going on the show notes and having Elsie be in charge of everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I just decided we would record today because I have stuff to talk about that I can talk about with her and all of you and John. And it doesn't just have to be me and her. So we were having a convo. I sort of felt like we should have been recording it. And then she was like, oh, I can't record. And then I was like, great. We'll tape the rest of this convo later. And so that's what we're doing, kind of, right? Yeah. Kind of. So first, let me explain why, where we are. We'll start with where we are. I am currently in a hotel room across the street from my house. I have not slept in four nights since we mm-hmm. recorded last time. My God. And partly, I think the reason, there's a bunch of reasons, but Isaac, I think, is trying to crawl back in the womb Hmm. because even if I am hugging him as tightly as humanly possible as he's falling asleep, he'll still go, mommy, mommy, mommy. And I'm like, what the hell's your problem, bro? I'm right here. Like, what? And then I'll go, good night. You know, and he's like, but he's like squeezing me tighter. 
And honestly, I swear he's trying to get back in there. I swear he's trying to get back in my stomach. My shit. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see him. He's like, Mama, oh, shit. He, he's my just. Shit. It makes <laughs> it makes no sense what why he's like that. But so so lately, even if I get up to pee in the middle of the night, he starts screaming, crying, "Mommy, come back!" So um, I'm not getting a lot of sleep that because of that, and then also. I moved my shows to a um, an advertising platform, the, all the ones my agency, so that they could get more exposure. And that riled me up because in moving them, I had to pull their feeds and pull their feeds. I had to see their numbers. And some of them haven't had ads, even though they like really are prime and ready. And it's simply because my process, although concierge and personal, is just taking so long. And so I'm moving to the platform so they could have a little more exposure with people that are already buying advertising. So and that way, it's exciting, but it also upset me at how overdue this is. You know, I just got upset, like, around Tuesday, Wednesday. And then on top of that, you know, I was asked to do a webinar series about podcast advertising for the four A's, which is the advertising – wait, I want to make sure I say it right because it's four A's. So it's, like, four American Associate – people. Right. Four – wait. Not two. Wait, now you're just fucking me up. <laughs> you're fucking me up. Uh, I've had three – I've had 12 hours of sleep in three nights, dude. Not, what are you what are you doing to me? Wait, I really miss quiet so much. <laughs> okay, so like it's the American Association for Advertising Agencies. That's what it is. So they said yes to be to doing a webinar series for them, which means that their members are all gonna see it. And so they're like, Yeah, just send me over a description about what we're gonna learn, stuff about podcast advertising. And I go to do the description and I'm like, the weight of the responsibility of what I'm about to do sort of got to my head a little because like the whole reason I wanted to do education on podcast advertising is because I really want the brands to understand what they're getting into, what to expect, what podcasters deserve, how to think of them. Like currently right now when big brands do it, they do it very similarly to radio. And I'd really like to sort of like somehow tweak that. And then when I go to do the description, I'm just like the responsibility of it. I was just like, is it really possible that I'm going to tweak this? Like, is it really possible that I'm going to help them see it more as influence marketing and less as, you know, traditional buy per listen radio? Like it just felt big. And so I started thinking, you know what? I'd really like to talk to your boss, Rob, about what he thinks he, what he would like the advertising agencies to know. I'd like to talk to some of my podcasters who have been taking ads for a long time. Like if you were to be able to talk to a bunch of ad agencies, what would you want them to know? I know what I want them to know, but I'm only me. Do you know what I mean? I think that's amazing. I think that would be such a great ad. Could you imagine doing your webinar and putting up a slide with somebody's quote? on that and then you can like let that voice lead the way to, exactly to yeah it's I, perfect but also not great. just rob i also want someone from ad results media i also right. want someone from you know like someone who's been doing this really i want those guys to have a say too because right so i don't why, want it just to be yours and my point of view or my point of view yeah no i get it but so why why did you say like did you start to get freaked out over that or is that no. Okay. I don't think that I consciously am freaking out about it. I think subconsciously I'm so excited about it. It's like all week long. I feel like the next day I'm going to Disney World. Right. Yeah. That's how I feel too. Do you know that feeling? Yeah. I, so you absolutely. know that feeling. I, I'm I, having that feeling right now. I can't sleep at night because tomorrow I'm going to Disney for the first time ever and I'm 10. And it just feels like 
I don't know what to expect and it feels like so much and it's so exciting. It's everything I ever wanted, but I, yeah. what if it's not? And like, I'm not worried in a bad way. I'm just amped as fuck. Yeah. And so I, I know. I, I know, I know exactly it. how you feel. <laughs> yeah. So today I tried to take a nap. That was when I was actually talking to you. That was my procrastination of sleep then. Oh, was like, right. Elsie, I'll- let me call you. I know. I'm going to take a nap here. Elsie. Well, so last night, in addition to all that, I had an experience where like I posted something in a group. I'll get to that in a minute. And like I got really strong and unusual backlash and that kept me up all night too. So so today I was like, I'm not sure how to tell you this, Scott, but I don't feel that well and I haven't slept in three nights and I almost want to go lay in a coffin. Like I want darkness and quiet and that's all I want. Wow. And he was, and I said, I think all the coffins around here are taken, which was a joke, obviously. Not about Emily, but just, you know, about cemeteries. You're not supposed to climb in there. And so, um, oh and so he was like, why don't you just go to a hotel room? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that. Is that how fast you left? He knew this half of the story, which so he got to prepare a little bit. So, oh. yes. So I was like, bye. No, I, I was like, really? You think so? And I called Laura and I arranged it with Laura so that she would take Isaac to see the dog, you know, her doggy. And then Scott wouldn't have to do anything by himself. And then I could, um, you know, escape to a hotel. So I go, so then I get stupid. And this is right when you just logged in just now. I get stupid. And I'm like, Scott, why don't you come to the hotel with me? And then I realize he's been hopped up. You know, another reason I can't sleep is he's been hopped up on prednisone. He's coming down off of it. But consequently, it's a little unpredictable as to when he's ex- – sometimes he goes to bed at like 6 p.m. and he'll sleep till the morning. Sometimes he can't go to bed till 3. So, like, I'll spend all this time winding down and winding Isaac down and having a peaceful bath and having a story and okay, bedtime. I love you. Good night. And then I'll come back to the bed and be like, do you go to sleep okay? Is everything cool? Do you need anything from downstairs? I'm kind of hungry. You want to watch Scandal? What do you want to do? And he's, and it's like that for three hours. So even if like, even if I was able to sleep, he amps me back up as well. Right. So I ask him to come to the hotel room and instantly regret it. So I'm Why like, did you do that? So I go, actually, I really would like your company. But if you think you're not going to be able to sleep, I'd really rather you not come with. I just was honest. I was like, I'd rather you not come with me because I don't think I can do any kind of romantic evening. I don't think I can do any kind of like, let's stay up all night and watch movies kind of evening. Like, I want to be asleep by like nine. And he was like, he goes, actually, the last time I went to a hotel was the last time I got violently ill with pneumonia. So I'm all set. And I was like, oh, thank God. And I love him. And I I actually would really like his company. I mean, I'm. I'm sad that he's not with me because I always we always have fun in hotels and like order room service and like eat ter- things you're not supposed to eat in bed like spaghetti and steaks. <laughs> <laughs> That's he's just so, so exciting. Fun. He's so actually exciting. so fun to travel in a hotel and like be in a hotel with because it's always like for the same thing. I was telling John what he was doing today. He's actually for a guy who's like rigid and kind of like anxious. He can be surprisingly up for anything. Like today, I was on a phone call with someone, and this is right as I'm going up to take a nap. I hear drilling in the office. So I'm like, what's that? What the? And I was like, I don't think we hired any contractors that I know of. So I'm like, walking to his office, and I see him sitting at his desk with safety goggles on and a drill, and he's drilling a hole into a glass bottle. And I look at him and I go, 
he's got to get back to work, man. He is so bored. So I look at him and I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And he's, and he's all excited. He looks up and he goes, I'm making my own bomb. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I go, why? <laughs> why? I go, first of all, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to be smoking anything because of your oh, lungs. Second gosh. of all, why don't you just buy a bong? <laughs> why? Like because it's so internet, much more fun to like make it. Or like a, that's what he said. Oh, come on. I know. See? He goes, this is so fun to make it. And he goes, look, I made this earlier and pulls out from behind the desk a plastic orange juice container that he has cut a hole into and stuck a pipe. He put a pipe in the hole and then Jerry rigged the pipe so he could pick up like the top for when the air comes through. And I'm like, first of all, what are you doing smoking? And he goes, well, the Chinese herbalist told me that as I'm getting better, if I agitate my lungs a little bit, I can get the last bits out. So it actually helps me cough it up and cough it out. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll buy that. And then he goes, the second of all, I mean, because that makes sense. It makes logical sense once he said it. And then he goes, plus my ribs are broken and I can't take any painkillers because of the prednisone. So it actually helps me feel better. Because, yeah, remember I told you he's been coughing to the point where all his ribs are broken. So I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, fine. Let the man smoke pot. He's been cooped up here for six months. I don't care what he does. Honestly, let him invite all of her. I don't even care. Like, just as long as he feels fine. He's so miserable. Right. That I'm just like, I don't even care. Just you do you, brother. It's cool. So, like. But just to walk in and see a, a Jewish man with an immune disorder drilling a hole through glass with a safety, you know, like with the whole thing. Like, I was just like, where am I right now? Like, what? And plus, I'm tired. Oh and so I'm just God. like, I almost was like, I felt like I was dreaming a little. And I was like, I- I'm going to go take a nap. And then I came up and again, just his enthusiasm for his bong. And it's and it's duct. This is the best part. The pipe is duct taped into the orange juice container. With cartoon puppy duct tape from like five below. <laughs> it's so funny. Just all of it is so funny. And then he starts telling me like, the, then I'm like, why are you doing this? And then he goes, oh, I've always made my own bongs. When I was in college, I made them out of apples. And then when I got older and I was like, I got to go to bed. I can't even, I'm interested in this. And this is probably one of the many reasons why I love you. But if you tell me your whole history of bong smoking, I'm going to kill myself. I have to go. And I just went upstairs. And you, uh, I love him, but it's he's so amped, and so, and that's why, I could, and again, that's why my nap was ruined because I, because I, as I'm walking by a man drilling a hole through a soda bottle, I'm just like, I'm never gonna win here. So that is why I'm in a hotel with the microphone firmly, firmly planted in between my boobs or in my breasts, so that I can just lay here and talk without moving. It's probably the it's probably the best I've ever sounded, right, John? This is like I have I'm not moving, I'm just laying here quietly. Well, I mean, one of the best things about podcasting is like if you have sleep deprivation, it's like being drunk. So this ought to be a really great episode because No, but also I'm not moving. The but the point is I'm not like moving my I can't kick the mic stand or like Yeah, I know. You're, it's better. It's one of the we're, we're benefits. Work on it. It's we're one of the, work on it. It's the benefits of underwire, Elsie. Something you'll never know about. You are correct. You are absolutely correct. 
I could totally walk around talking and like and like this thing will stay put right in between the girls. It's perfect. Yeah, my there there is no in between yeah, the girls for me. It's like it's like flat. It's like I hit a wall. It's yeah. like a wall. I don't know if I can say you have girls. You have like you have like um, midgets. No, I, I, that's not even fair. That's not fair. That's terrible. No, I don't. I, ah, I said, that actually doesn't even bother me at all because you're right. I mean, your breasts exist because I, mean, I know they, I know they exist because yes. you fed two humans with them. For Absolutely, a long time. for seven years. Yes. Let's not talk about that. So they are there. They, they are work. Exi- yeah, they work. They're functional and aesthetically pleasing. And uh, <laughs> they are, ju- yeah, they're just, you know, petite. They're just petite. They're petite. Exactly. Yes. All right. Moving on. So that's where I am. And Elsie, I believe you're in a closet. Is that correct? I am. I am yes. And so as I, you know, as I'm trying to figure out how, where the heck I'm going to go. So I dragged a, 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 a rug that's a girl's pink rug into the closet. I open the closet. I put a bunch of pillows in the closet. Um, is it a hardwood floor? It's closet? a hardwood floor closet. Oh man! So, so even there, you can probably get echo. I, I imagine. Yeah. The so rug, I right? was like, "How do I sound?" That's why I was like, "How do I sound?" I, I think put you pillows sound great. everywhere. I put, um, you know, all co- yeah. You should see. I put a blanket on the floor in there. I have oh, it's probably like a little mini yoga station, kind of. And so, but now I'm just sort of stuck in this closet. Are you in the dark? No, I'm not because I'm facing out. So my back is to the closet and I'm facing forward to so the computer and the mic are in the front of me, mm-hmm. sort of like not towards the closet. And so, um, but I, yeah, I was a little worried. I've recorded here before, but it's never been this like empty. Like this is, she cleaned out. We're at um, oh, my, man. my mother-in-law's house. So she sort of cleaned the room where we yeah, usually sleep and so there's less stuff and i was like oh no <laughs> yeah it's good like someone like, we've been we've talked about that for years that like it's great when you can find the coat closet because the coats the coats amazing. take up all the sound yeah. yeah so anyway yeah i am in the closet little tip for you so newbies. we are both in different locations today yeah and it's a different day and um i just thought it was interesting like this is just what you do right i go to a hotel so i can have darkness and silence you go in the closet because you're in Pittsburgh, right? Yep. Yep. And uh, let's record a podcast. I know. Let's, let's do let's it. Bitches. Record a podcast. Yup. Here we go. Here we go, yo. So tell me the story. What's next? Well, I wasn't sure. So I saw that you added one item for today's show notes that I thought was so cute. And um, it's a series of tweets that are advising new podcasters, like some tips from an old pro. The gentleman from Lore, Aaron, how do you say his last Menke? name? Menke. I think it's Menke, but I may be wrong either because uh, I do not know how to s- say people's names. But, you Speaking know. of that, though, when you what? see the name A-A-R-O-N. Aaron. Is it, is, it's Aaron for you. It's a lot Aaron. of people say Aaron. Aaron. Oh. No, I'm well, not think... saying it's wrong. I'm saying it's a it's a dialect. It's an accent. I, I do believe that that's the truth. Well, because here, uh, that's Randy's middle name, Aaron. And it's well, so Aaron. It's he says Aaron. Aaron. So, so like, here in Pittsburgh. But like anyway. when I have a friend that's C-A-R-R-I-E, a lot of times I say, I say, I pronounce that Carrie, not Carrie. Oh. Well, there you have but it. But I say Aaron. But actually, it's funny because I had a friend in high school who was a male who spelled it E-R-I-N and he hated it. Because it was the way the girls spelled it. And he, I called Aaron just to make him crazy. Oh, see so, that? Uh, so, John, how would you say that? Because you're Jer- you're more Jersey. I'm more D.C. That's Aaron. Aaron, see? Uh, Told oh, you I'll say, yeah, that's Aaron. so weird. Oh and what God. about C-A-R-R-I-E? 
That's Carrie. And then Sharon is Sharon, right? Sharon is Sharon. Oh, my God. You guys, I'm telling you, I am so confused by that. So funny. S-H-A-R-O-N is what? She's all from meds right now. She's <laughs> sleep deprived. Deprived and just yeah. talking about like I'm delirious. She can't. She can't stay on topic. <laughs> We're starting to we spell things off. Elsie, you're going to have to drive this right. ship. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's go. Okay. So, all right. Um, all right. So, so, so Aaron from Lore. Yes. So let's just talk about Lore really, really quickly. So Lore yes, is the winner of iTunes Best uh, 2015 and Best of 2016 awards. Um, it's winner of the Best History Podcast in 2016 by the Podcast Academy. Uh, Lore is an award-winning, critically acclaimed podcast about true life scary stories, uh, basically. And his story is really awesome. He literally started podcasting just on a whim because, just because. And it turned out to be like his biggest, biggest hit ever. And his, you know, Lore has actually been picked up to be developed into something more than in quotes, just a podcast. More so, than lore. More than more than lore. Ooh, look at that. But anyway, but he, you know, he knows his stuff. He's been doing this like he did it from the indie style, basically, and went like super pro um, and acknowledged for his work. And so he put a series of tweets out that I thought were absolutely worth sharing and discussing with you. So, awesome. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> Number one. Number one. Number one. So extra. All right. Number one. (laughs) Don't host your own show on SoundCloud. Put on your grown-up pants and pay for real podcast hosting like Libsyn. It's $5 a month. Yeah. So $5 a month is for the lowest. But yeah. But literally love that because... Put on your grown-up pants, people. <laughs> you know, I know that Aaron didn't do this, but I feel like there should be an implied bitches at the end of all of this. <laughs> so, like, if you read them again, if you read it again, it says, don't host your own sa- show on SoundCloud. Put on your grown-up pants and pay for real podcast hosting like Libsyn. It's $5 a month, bitches. Bitches. Yo. No, I'm I, right, aren't I? Yeah. I mean, right. that sounds really cool. Yeah. So that's number one. So I agree. obviously we agree with that. I agree SoundCloud with that. SoundCloud is the devil when it comes to podcasting. Yeah. It's not, um, it's not the best. It's not, not the best. It's not even that it's not, it's not that your show sounds bad or it's not good quality. It's just that like you can't like get any good statistics and like it's just, it's just, you don't have a good idea of what's happening on there. No. And it's a distribution channel. It's not, you know, it's great to put your show there as a second thing like as if you know you put your show on youtube you put it on linkedin you publish it on facebook you put it on instagram it's like that i'm cool with that yeah okay so number two number two build a website invest in making a home for listeners to learn more and fall in love squarespace is an affordable option bitches You are totally God right. Damn, it, that's funny. That okay, is funny. So that's so great. It's funnier. The, and the more I say it, the funnier it gets. Okay. Yeah, okay. The more I read it, the funnier it is. Okay. So, all right. Well, you know my I feelings stand, about this. I do agree about your stance. Always have a website. Always I mean, no have a website. No matter what you're doing. I don't care if you're like a professional toenail cutter. You need a website. Period. And the only that's thing, a, though, like I'm on Squarespace. Job. I love Squarespace. Jess yeah. hates Squarespace. I don't. You know what? I'll, I'm not going to lie. The first time I was in it, no, the first time I was in it was like six years ago. Recently, I logged in to move somebody's show off there and I was like, oh, they, I see that they've improved some things. The only reason I really um, don't like anything else but WordPress.org is because 
you can make that into anything you want. Like it has unlimited supply of like plugins and add-ons and whirly gigs and hooby jacks. Like you can just keep on keeping on. Whereas Squarespace, WordPress.com, anything else, they're like, we have these four things. The end. I hate that. I just well, feel like I you should be able to do what you want. You it actually like it. You know, but but I have to say, I mean, it's grown up a lot. Uh, And given the fact that I was able to do everything for the E-League, all the processes for the E-League, the landing page, the application, the um, even the store, even though it's not exactly how I would want it to look, because you're right. It's like there's like only a specific way. Yeah. But it's all hooked up. I mean, I, I literally didn't have to do any plugins, no nothing at all. It's all just there. Right, but as somebody who is a designer, like if I was your designer and you were like, I want the opt-in in the top right corner and I want my logo in the middle, like Squarespace is the devil. Well, you can do that, but you'd have to code it. Well, right, which I don't do. Right. So, yeah, you'd so have to code it. So that's why I've yeah. never – so that's why I don't like Squarespace. It's not because I don't think it's it has the potential for being pretty. It's just that it's difficult. But the point here is build a website, bitches, and I yes. agree. Build a bit. Okay, number three. Put your website and – uh, what? No. Apple Podcast. It means oh. put your iTunes link. Put your okay. website and your iTunes link in your Twitter profile. Mm. Remove the friction for new listeners to hear your show. All right. I'm cool bitches. with that. You forgot bitches. I have bitches. to say that a lot of times I have seen that um, from some of um, people a lot of the time where I'll go and they're like, my podcast isn't mm-hmm. growing. I don't know what's happening. And then I go mm-hmm. to most of their social media properties and I see a very small link. Maybe in the website they have a pod- podcast in there, but I don't know that when I go anywhere else. What about on their website where like you can't even find the podcast because it's not on the sidebar, it's yeah, not on the no, home really page, it's under man. blog, yeah, or it's under like I mean, it's yeah. Make it easy, like he said. Remove the friction for new listeners to hear your show, bitches, bitches, <laughs> bitches. And he's right. <laughs> All right, number okay. four. Go ahead. Don't harass slash stalk the fans of other podcasts just because that show is similar to your own. Earn your own audience, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> well, so who does this? I never even heard of this. Well, one. I do think that that's what people. That's th- what people do. Yeah, people do do that. Do do. That would be like you that's and I. Do-do. Joining like the podcast junkies group, and then just being like, "Why the hell do you guys listen to Harry? He's such no. a dick." I don't think it's that. What it are would they be doing? like when you're doing on, when you're on Twitter. So let's do that. But let's let, let's take Harry Podcast Junkies, which is a fantastic show, guys. If you he don't listen to it, go listen to Podcast too. Junkies. I love him so. So much. it's so good. But anyway, let's say somebody is um, like I would follow. Let's say we follow Podcast Junkies, and then we see that somebody at replies to them, "Great show." at Podcast Junkies, your latest episode was awesome. And then yeah. here comes She Podcast and goes, hey, guys, if you like Harry's app, if you like app Podcast Junkies, you will love our show at Ew, She Podcast. who does that? So well, There's rude. people that do that. So that is I rude. I can't stand that. Can I just make a side note about Harry for a second? Okay, sure. <laughs> Harry, so my dad has two brothers, an older one and a younger one. And the younger one, Uncle Bruce, my husband calls him Human Valium. Oh, my God. Because he's like, he always kind of talks like this. Hi, Jess. How's it going? Human value. Well, so Harry, when I listen to Harry talking, he reminds me of my Uncle Bruce because he very much is like so 
he has like he has a voice that's smooth as silk and he's like hey everyone it's harry from podcast junkies and i'm like (laughs) and i feel myself like not nodding off in like a bored way but like in a Oh, now I can relax because everything is beautiful <laughs> in its own way. Like all of a sudden it's like, Harry's here, la di da. So like I'm human value. He's human he's human like human value. <laughs> yeah. Forty years ago, if he was in radio, he would it would have been like disco soul with Harry the Hole or something like that. You know what I mean? It would He'd be, be like, the overnight guy from two to six. Exactly. Oh my God. Exactly. Tonight we're playing the love songs of oh yesteryear. Yep. Dude. Anyway, uh, sorry. Now I'm way off topic. What now were you saying? Number five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches. Bitches. What is it? Here we go. Don't try to sell ads in your first year. You'll only be wasting time you could be spending on making your show better. Bitches. Bitches. Yeah, baby. Don't try to sell ads in your first year. Hmm. I don't agree with that. I'm cool with that. I'm so cool with that. It takes a while for people to get, you know, ready. Yeah, but get- and four years ago when I started Lady Business Radio, I wasn't looking for advertisers. They came knocking on my door. They were like, how much would it be for you to mention my class? And I'm like, I don't know, 200 bucks. Well, okay, here you go. Did you? I was but, like but, three months in. But hey, you actually mentioned it. He's like, I didn't look for advertising. They came knocking at my door. They came looking for me. He says, don't, oh, try, don't try to sell, to sell ads, ads in your first year. So don't actively start looking for sponsors, basically. I talked to a guy the other night who started in January. I think he's getting 150k an episode. Like sell ads. What do you? Why? Well, yeah, I can understand that, but that's an anomaly there, Jess. That's like oh, the of top eight percent of of, of no, podcasters. No, that's like the top one percent. Come on, I mean, like in, in, within the first three yeah, months. Yeah, you're it's right. Like, it's probably that's a friggin' miracle. No, I mean, what in terms is. of numbers, you're right. I mean, it's like I mean, yeah. in the, it obviously is very high up there. Um, but also it depends on on their ability to engage and yeah, I yeah. Mean, with the model that's going on. Well, this show, if we have yeah. time tonight, if and if we don't, that's okay. But if we do, he's going in the weird and wild because I cannot wait to tell you about this show. Okay. That's um, okay. But so, all right, number six, everything is a story. Interviews, panels, reviews, all of it. If you don't plan out your story first, it's all just babbling. Oh my God, is that what we're doing right now? We're kind of planning the story. We're following his lead. We're telling the story of this Twitter stream, bitches. It's all just babbling, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> and he's right. But you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Plan I think it out. Guys. Yeah, this is something that I I bring to my clients all the time. Whenever I start to talk with them and I listen to all of their podcast episodes. All of it. Um, for mo- most of them. And then most of the time, the, the story becomes actually clear. You don't know because if you have a thing, that thing comes out no matter what. But there are times when that thing is muddy and it doesn't match up with what they want. So they say, my show, or I want to reach people who love to create ant houses at their home. You know, mm-hmm. something like that. And then they're only talking about, actually, they talk about all the bugs. And they then they start talking about some other stuff that has to do with most bugs. And ants do come into the conversation. They absolutely oh, sorry, do. I fell asleep for a minute. You know? What? <laughs> what about ants? What are you saying? 
Meaning the story, the story isn't, it's is not in the through line. Like the through line is basically what I'm talking about. What's the through line of your story? What's the tour story you're telling? I think that's genius. I think it's amazing. And, and you're totally right. The panels, what's the story you're telling? Like it doesn't, you have to guide it as the panel too. person. Yes, yes, yes. The yes. reviews, if you're reviewing something, if you're talking about a show, if you're talking about a TV show, what is the story that you're telling here? Mm-hmm. So anyway, mm-hmm. I love that, bitches. All right, number seven. Yes. Wait, did I read number six? Yes, you did. All right, your turn. Oh, okay. Seven, planning and preparation need to be your true love. Not using a mic and hitting record, if you don't plan first, you'll fail. Bitches. Bitches. <laughs> I agree. So there's that. Yeah. I mean, you know. And I did as little planning. I mean, I had a planning with Lady Business Radio. I mean, I didn't do a lot of planning because I liked it to sound spontaneous. But I had a little ritual like a half hour before the show. I would dig out everything I could find on the person and then just like fill my eyes with knowledge of them and then turn it all off and see what I remembered kind of. It was like a challenge to see what I could learn in a half hour right before because I wanted it all to be fresh. But still, that's some. that's one way to do it. No, um, no, but you did have a you did have a specific thing. Another you know? way is what we do now, whereas like throughout the week we add stuff to Trello and then move it around and make sure it makes sense, like logical chronological order. That's what we do now. Yeah, and so and of course I agree with that. Basically, I think that he's reaching out to those folks who will get behind the mic, and all of a sudden it's just talking ish. <laughs> John, do you do planning for? Um, you must for Brand X podcast. Yeah, we do the same thing. We get stories. Do you together. do it though, or does Deuce help you? Uh, Deuce brings up some stories, and but the thing is, I hate when I go. It's we're ready to podcast. I go into Trello, and there's three stories, and I brought them all, so they have no idea what we're going to talk about, and then you know they're behind, and it's tough. The times that we know and all read all the stories and get ready and plan out what we do, they're our best episodes. If not, you're sit standing there. Th- with your thumb up your ass. Yep. Stumbling, stuttering, umming. It's, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. I agree with this one wholeheartedly. Yeah. Because it doesn't mean – preparation doesn't mean that it's taken away your ability to be spontaneous. It doesn't do that. It actually helps you yeah. because it, may, you know, it, hel- it gives you a foundation and then you can go off. Then you can really you – know, I think it's, it, it's more freeing. It's more mm-hmm. freeing. But, and again, the better you get at doing this, the easier it is for you to be spontaneous. True. All right. So shall we move on? Number eight. eight. Don't suck, bitches. No, I'm just kidding. It says, the tools are less important than the tool user. Don't let shiny things distract you from improving yourself and your show, bitches. Bitches. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So fun to say it. Um, I love it. I like that. Of course. I agree with that. I I just had um, somebody else to ask me again, and I keep telling him, this guy, oh my gosh. He keeps asking me, he wants to talk about microphones. What are the best microphones? He's so stuck in the microphone. And I'm like, yeah. well, this is the microphone. This is one of the better ones, especially when you're starting. Just try this one. And he had to go and do more research and do all this stuff. But what about the microphones? And um, you know what you should tell him? To, and I'm like, oh, my God. You should say, I know a place where you can get a $1,000 pair of leather shoes. That's not going to make you John Travolta. <laughs> That's good. You can either dance or you can. Exactly. Don't matter about the shoes. It's the same thing. Yeah. No, because I and, and I actually have I've heard a couple of um, 
of, of podcasts lately that I know the podcaster is using a very high-end microphone, mm-hmm. and it sounds awful because they don't know how to use it. Yeah, that's a shame. So, yes, Aaron, yes, Aaron. Yes, we, brother. We agree, for, we agree for you. Yes. Okay, it's your turn. Okay, last one, number nine. Be original. Seriously, don't copy other shows. Podcasts are better when fresh ideas and voices join the crowd. Copying hurts you, bitches. Mm, bitches. <laughs> bitches. Yeah. That's where it ends for me. So if there's two more, I don't see No, them. that's it. Okay, cool. That is it. That is it. Just well, those two. Very those are sound advice. Not really very controversial. I don't think. No, I don't I think mean, so. Other people out there, do you think that? What do you think would be the one that people disagree with the most? The one about hosting or ads. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? Think people look at that and go, oh, if I have to wait a year, oh. then I'm not doing a podcast. Blah. You know what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to go in there right now and see because there are some conversations in here that are around that. So, ooh, because ooh, I got to see because I know that I have to. Follow notifications. Listen, then- I want the people listening to this show to write us in and tell us if you were going to give Elsie and I a song that we could sing a duet to, what would it be? Because I've been thinking about this lately oh. for, I, for no reason whatsoever. But first of all, I don't know what music you know and don't know because you don't know Simon and Garfunkel. So then what the hell do you know? I don't know? know crap, dude. I, I then, know very little. Do you know like, like Islands in the Stream? <laughs> I do know Islands in the Stream a little islands bit. Islands in the Stream. That is. Did you hear see the Bee Gees thing the other night? No, no you probably I know don't it made you happy. About the Bee Gees. All right, I do know some some of the Bee Gees, but I don't know a lot of the lyrics. Like I know the song, but yeah. I would go like, like that's like the kind of thing that I would do. Like I wouldn't. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, well, I so I want to know what song do you, would you like Elsie and I to sing? Like a duet, like that you think would be fun? Because whatever, she hasn't heard, heard it before. She can learn it. I can. But totally I'm perplexed learn. by this question, and I keep thinking. First of all, I don't know what you're. Uh, I don't know if you're like soprano or what, but like. I'm mostly not the soprano. And I was then, an alto when I was in school, but yeah. then I don't know what that is. I think I'm a, what do you call it? What's the middle one? A soprano, alto, Oh, wait, tenor, there's a number 10. Bass. Sorry, there's yeah, a number 10. I knew it. There's an 11 too. It says There's a number 11. 10. Well, I think 11, the first one is the one about that is advice. He said, here's some free advice. That was number one. That isn't oh. in there, right? So number 10 is be consistent with your episode schedule. If you can't stick to an ongoing release plan, consider doing a pre-recorded season. Hell to the yes. Bitches. Good Lord, bitches. So the only replies that he got that I could read here is one of them is to the hosting thing. This dude at David Vincenti says, mm-hmm. I don't understand, though. I thought podcasts were what SoundCloud was for. Mm-hmm. I like podcasts. But don't understand them at all. Wop wop. <laughs> Go cry in your cornflakes, bitches. And then the other one is from <laughs> editodd.io. So edit audio, I guess. Oh, glamour. He says, or she, I don't know. What do you like more about Lipson versus other hosts? Is it oh, the pre scheduling? So I told you that was going to be the People one. People are that- so opportunistic. Yes. This is the moment you should choose to ask Aaron Mecki of Lore <laughs> about his hosting choice. I know. Duh. Right. 
Um, Why do you like Lipson over SoundCloud? What do you think makes it better? Why would I choose that over Blueberry? Can you talk on the phone with me later? I'm trying to make this decision. Exactly. So I told you that it had to do with the hosting thing. Believe me, host for, for whatever reason, people people have a hard time with host with hosting things, with um, understanding hosts, and being very and and not really understanding the value. So especially because people, a lot of people that are are um, wanting to start podcasts sometimes are slightly on the geeky side. And not necessarily on the online marketing or online business side of things. So paying for anything is it's like these are also the people that are against buying apps that are not free, right? They want yes. The free apps. So it's the same type of thing. Like, why do I have to buy that app? It's three ninety nine. You know oh, that kind of stuff. I hate like, people geez. that won't pay for apps. It's like you just spent more on a freaking meal from Wendy's. Yeah. So exactly. It's- so dumb. So that's that's it. And those are the only things. Now, let's see. The ones that were retweeted the most, the first one when he just said, here's some free advice. And then the one that, ooh, then the one that was retweeted six times was number 10. Be consistent with your episode schedule if you can't stick, you know, the release plan. That one was retweeted six times. Now, the one that was liked the most, mm-hmm. other than the first one, was again that last one 10 be consistent with your episode schedule was like the most and then the second one that had 33 likes and then the number one don't host your show on soundcloud had 32 likes awesome those so anyway there you have it and now we're like out of time (laughs) now well you wanted to do a weird and wild show of the week didn't you it drives me bananas jessica's pet peeves Oh my god. <laughs> so demented. I'm demented. My pet peeve. If I had to pick the one hill to die on, it would be lying about your stats. But if I were to expand on that, I would have to say lying about your stats when you are deliberately trying to prove me wrong about something and also being a giant D bag in general to an entire group of people. That is my pet peeve for the week, but specifically just people who lie about their stats in general, like make me, it makes me so upset that I get sick to my stomach and it's part of the reason why I couldn't sleep last night. So now I have to get comfortable. Wait, hold on. I know you're like, you're doing the wiggle. I know. I'm you're doing, doing the, the sound of know, the wiggle. Sorry. Okay. Is this okay, John? Or what? Can you hear me breathing? What's going on? <laughs> we can All hear right. your boobs knocking together. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just, <laughs> I was trying to get comfortable. Sorry. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what cleavage sounds like. <laughs> On mic. On mic. Cleavage. Audience. Audience. Cleavage. (laughs) So I've been getting a lot of inquiries lately for podcasters that want to start monetizing. And the number one question they have for me is, how much can I get for my show? What do you think each episode is worth? How much can I get per month? Like they're trying to plan their income, which is appropriate. And then I say, you know, well, depending on the sponsor... This is the true answer, people. If you're listening, here we go. The true answer is, depending on the sponsor and how they purchase podcast advertising or whether or not they've done it before and who they're working through, you can either put together a package that includes influencer marketing like like social, email, web, or if they work with the bigger podcasting agencies like Midroll, Performance Bridge, Ad Results, etc., they buy anywhere between... 
you know, like $20 to $30 CPM. Well, there is a gentleman out there who has been selling his own show from the beginning through one of the agencies at like 18 CPM. And that person has a very large class that he teaches about podcasting and how to monetize it. And he has in the class that industry standard is $18. And that's not exactly true. When a show has upwards of like 50 to 100,000 downloads an episode, it's true that advertisers will get priced out of the market if you try to sell that 30 CPM. And just so you know, 30 CPM is costs per download. So here's CPM. Cost per thousand downloads per episode within a 30 day period. So you can't say that if your show is getting 20,000 downloads a month, that each episode gets four. That's not true. Or 5,000. That's not true. You have to look at today's date, 30 days from today's date and see what that episode has gotten. That's your true number of what your, of what an advertiser can expect from a campaign 30 days from now. That's the price they're buying. If you have two shows a week, you have 50,000 a month. It doesn't mean you can do a CPM based on 50. You have to go one of those shows for 30 days ago, which is actually why you really shouldn't do two shows a week unless you really have that much to say because it's diluting your audience, makes your numbers go up, but it's false inflation. So like the more shows you do, it doesn't mean the more you can sell. That's complete bullshit. Bullshit. At least three or four people this week have come to me asking about $18 CPM. And so I thought I would do a public service. And post in the group of people, there's a group of people that are all gathered together in a group for the sole purpose of the fact that they're students of this person. I'm in that group because I bought that course, you know, before it was actually created a long, long time ago. So I don't post in there very often. I posted, hey, just so you guys know, the industry standard is not 18. It's more like 25. If you're selling your own show, try to get a $25 CPM. You deserve it. Well, instantly, instantly, within seconds, a gentleman posted on my, he responded saying, I've been selling my show for X amount of years and I get $18 CPM. It's very rare when an advertiser gets above that. And I work with all the podcast agencies. And so I respond, I work with all the podcast agencies too, and I've never sold that low. Then he responds, prove it and I'll give you all my advertising business. So meanwhile, ah. at this point, I want to write back, gee, can't wait. And, and then he goes, PM me some invoice, some paid invoices showing that, and I'll give you all my advertising, or, or, and we'll talk. If it looks good, we'll definitely talk. And we'll misspelled it instead of defiantly. It was, we'll definitely talk. Right? So then somebody else posted, I show, I sh- sell my show at 25. Somebody else posted, I've been selling mine at 40. I have this podcast, this podcaster. And then he comes back in guns a blazing and says, I want somebody who's selling their show over $18 CPM. It's not the host. I mean, it's not the person who originally, it's just a member, just a D bag member with a know-it-all attitude. Who's got to say something about something. It's not the teacher of the course in any way shape or form just i want to be clear about that i'm not trying to piss off the person with the hospitality it's just somebody who's in there so anyway he says i want someone to any of you pm me and tell me and show me that you're you're selling more than that 
I sell $250,000 in, in advertising on my show every year, and I've never sold it that high. So then I decide I'm going to try and lighten him up a little bit, and I write, go eat a dick. <laughs> that's, a, that's the best way to lighten somebody up. That's what I should have said. But instead I said, prove to me that you sell 250 k in advertising business, and I'll see if I want to work with you. <laughs> which is what basically which is basically what he said to me five comments up so rather than and then i posted like a you know like a winky face or like an lol face or whatever well he got pissed and he goes 30k thousand downloads per episode three shows a week three spots you can add right and then wow. in another post he has a screenshot that just has like a, a list of episodes not in any kind of chronological order and a list of listens doesn't say downloads or anything list of listens that's like 34 25 34 34 whatever and then he goes and i get another 10k for my app and he posts another screenshot which is clearly from libsyn now anybody who has an agency and is pulling numbers on a regular basis knows what those things look like i know what the back end of every host looks like if you're gonna be a big mouth and post screenshots they better be real around me because i mean not everyone would think to do that but because i'm a graphic designer i remember visually what shit looks like and i know if it's green it's lipson i know if it's blue it's blueberry I mean, any moron could figure this out anyway, but I happen to be more tuned into it because I have a photographic memory. So I know what Spreaker looks like. But this one, the top one, the one that's showing his 30,000 downloads per episode, it wasn't Libsyn. Meanwhile, he, he gets pissed off and smart with me. Then he accuses me of clickbaiting. So then I go, all right, you want to get to it, buddy? Let's get to it. First of all, we talked a year ago about me helping you with sponsorship, and I decided then I would rather starve than work with you because you were a big know-it-all then. We had a call on the phone. I couldn't get a word in edgewise. You seemed to know everything about everything, so I hung up the phone deciding I was never going to work with you anyway. So why the hell would I prove anything to you so you could give me your advertising business when I'd rather die? (laughs) Second of all... (laughs) I mean, this is, I don't want to say it's word for word because I don't think I said I'd rather die. I did say I'd rather starve though. All right. And then he writes back and says, we talked about you helping me with a media kit. And then I write back, who can remember? I barely said a word. How would I even remember what the call was about? It was just a bunch of words coming at me. Then he edited his original comment to say, I was interviewing, you know, you were just going to help me with a media kit. I was interviewing you for a position and you failed. And so this is just one string of the post because actually lower down, another guy accused me of clickbaiting and trying to get clients and Christy Hausler just chewed him up like a dog and spit him out. And then underneath that, Dr. E. Clarissa Pinkola Estes wrote an an essay about... (laughs) Because yes. <laughs> I, I just know, love her so much. Guess. She does that so well. She writes an essay about influence and worth and value, which is beautiful prose, right? And underneath that, I'm just like, eat a dick, asshole, right? So like, <laughs> anyway, no, I just like, thank you, Clarissa. I really appreciate it. And then a couple people are chiming in here and there. And yet still at the top of the chain is this interaction with this guy, this guy who has like a political podcast. So... And then he tells me I failed and he leaves it at that. Well, I don't read this until after I put Isaac to bed. So now it's like 10 at night and 
you know, I say a couple things, answer a few questions, and then I noticed he says I failed. So then I go and look up our conversation because it was mostly on Facebook Messenger. And of course, I cutely see that he's unfriended me because he's a coward. And I see that back then, this is what happened. He said, does anybody do media kits for sponsorships? I say, yeah, I create media kits. The conversation on Facebook, and I'll, I wish I, I mean, I'm very close to just screenshot. I can take his name out. But basically how it goes is, I need a media kit. Do you do media kits? I say, yes, I've been doing digital marketing and I'm putting together media kits for a really long time. And he goes, great. Then you're probably the person who can help me. Um, I'm just waiting for, you know, I'm having this story. He says, I'm having this story written about my podcast and we're, I, you know, I want to do something different. I've been doing this a long time. I really know what works. I want to do something different. I, I want you to create a magazine layout for my media kit. And I go, are you sure about that? I might have to talk you out of that winky face. And he was like, well, I've been doing this a long time, so I know what works. And then I write him back and I go, I've been doing this a really long time. And I can tell you that they're just browsing through the media kits for pricing anyway. So if you're lucky enough to get them to see your audience numbers or who listens to the show or maybe a testimonial, you're in good shape. I said, otherwise, you really should be getting down to business with the media kit. And then he wrote me back, well, you know, I really want this the way I want it. So I don't think you're going to be able to talk me out of it because I like to do things the way I like to do them. And there's your answer. So I write him off as an idiot almost a year and a half ago already. I already think he's an idiot and I want nothing to do with him. And he's one of those people where like, if we were ever in the same room, like he would be dead to me. Remember like on office, like shunned, he's shunned, shunned, unshunned, he's shunned. So, um, <laughs> there's already shunned in my world anyway, which is so, so like, and I'm not irritated. I mean, I'm still not, even though I told him I'd rather starve than work with him. I don't feel animosity at this point. I'm just like irked. But then an hour goes by and then two hours goes by and I keep thinking about that first screenshot. And so I look at it again. I pull it up and look at it again. You know, and I'm on my phone because I'm on my computer because it's dark in my room and, and I'm supposed to be sleeping. So I pull up his podcast website to see the player. And it's a Libsyn player on the most recent episode, which is like number 585. And I look back at the screenshot where the most recent episode is like 579. And if he does a daily show, so that's at least from a week ago. At least it's from a week ago, right? And I realized that it just has two columns, episode and listens. And I know, everyone knows, anybody who's ever looked at Libsyn knows that they have the title of the episode and then they have the current month, the next current month, and the next current month. So what he should have been posting, if he was showing, if he was trying to prove about his 250K in, in advertising for the year, he would have shown me his downloads for at least the last week, which would have said April and then zero, 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 right? Yeah. Well, that's not there. So then I start, so then I, now I'm starting to type. Oh my God. And I go, what exactly was that a screenshot of? Because it, it can't be Libsyn yet. When I go on your website, I can see a Libsyn player. So what could that be? I'm not, and I'm actually, I'm being still, I mean, obviously now I'm condescending a little, but I'm like, I feel like that font is familiar. I mean, I'm in hosts every day, but yet that one's eluding me. Is it Mixler? Because I see that you have it. I it can't be that because your app is Libsyn because that screenshots from Libsyn. So what exactly are you showing me? <laughs> are you showing me the actual? Is this really? I said, what host is that? It doesn't look familiar to me. Then I comment again and I'm like, come to think of it. No podcast that I've ever come in contact with has every single slot filled. 
So there's no way, even if that is true, which I doubt it is, that you're selling 250K in advertising a year because even the sh- I said, I'm in the process right now of being able to sell shows like Bill Burr and My Favorite Murder. And if I can sell them for May, it means you're not filling yours either, Buster. Right? Like, if I, if those are available for me to sell, then your show's available too, dick. So I'm like, so, so then I start to get mad because now Christy, Christy earlier on in the evening was like, You know, I bet you if you were a man, he wouldn't have responded to you that way. And, and you know, he was, well, she wasn't, she. No, I know. No, I understand. But she was like, it does. She goes, I'm always curious how they would respond if you were a man. And I'm like, yeah, but I try not to get stuck on that because I'm not a man. He should just respect me for my expertise. So then I was like, now I'm going to continue to type. So I go, by the way. I've been in digital advertising for 25 years, including the degree I have in communications. I've been selling ads for a really long time. I said, and now that you've brought it up, I do remember that you wanted a media kit with a magazine layout, which was a stupid idea then, and is still a stupid idea. And if you had listened to me then, like you should be doing now, shut your mouth, then maybe you would have learned something. How dare you say I'm mansplaining? (laughs) Well, no, it's actually, John, it was him that was mansplaining, not me, right? And I'm just, now I'm annoyed by it. So then I go on to say, I said, and furthermore, why do you even care that I know this information? Why do you, and I'm typing it all on Facebook. I'm not hiding it. It's not a PM. It's for everybody to see. Of course, it's two in the fucking morning, but whatever. No one can, (laughs) right? At this point, it's two in the morning and I'm like, what is it about this that bothers you so much? Are you so threatened by someone else selling advertising besides you that you have to go out of your way to argue with every single person on this thread that has some, done something differently than you? I said, what are you losing by having other people gain? What is the difference to you? Why don't you just talk about your politics and mind your own business? And then after that, I felt like maybe I could rest because I was like, first, of course, you know, I Googled what to do about online bullying because he wasn't bullying me, but I felt like he was making a huge attempt to demean me. And because he was like, oh, you can't add and why don't you prove it? Like all very like playground behavior. So yep. that part, I think, is bullying. And also, Christy was like, her sticking out for me, Clarissa, Dr. E sticking out for me. I told Christy, I was like, I'm probably one of the few women that shouldn't be empowered. I'm like, don't empower me because I'm just going to end up saying something I shouldn't. Right. And, <laughs> you know, like, and so, but, but so I, I Google about online bullying and I see like, it says like, you know, try and ignore them or report it to a, you know, an administrator. And then it says, try and say something smart and clever so they'll leave you alone. So oh, that's no. really what spawned me to type what I typed, which was, you know, mind your own business. Why are you threatened? You know, like, why is this a pissing contest? And by the way, you're still proving what you proved before, which is that you don't know what the hell you're doing. And I do. <laughs> And then somewhere along the line, Brittany Felix, God bless her, she goes, you know, I already had respect for Jessica Kupferman, but now it's 10 times as much because not only are you answering these questions with class and dignity, and I'm like, oh, no, she's going to erase that soon. Uh, And she's like, but 
She was like, but obviously there's so many people here who don't know what they're talking about. She goes, but don't worry. She does. So I'm like, oh God, she's empowered me to do more. So anyway, so I typed all this stuff. I wake up in the morning. It's gone, which I'm disappointed by. But also I feel like, oh my God, it worked. I stood up to a bully and he left me alone. And then I got curious. So I found a way to access his actual statistics. Now, I'm not going to tell you how I did it, but here's what I'll say. Anybody who talks to you about how much money they're selling in advertising is obviously available for purchase. So I'm going to act like an advertiser and try and buy his show. And let's find out how much it costs. If it's 10, if it's $18 CPM, it should cost, right? What he said, it should cost for, for $30,000. We can all do the math, right? It's 30, it's 18 times 30. So whatever that is. So when I get back a different price, a much smaller price, now I'm like furious. And here's the thing, like, I can't decide if I'm more furious that he took the time out to try and diminish what I was trying to do, which, by the way, was just help people. Right. Which is the most annoying part, really. But he had to, like, take away from that to brag about stats that weren't even real. Mm. Why would anyone do that? Mm. That makes no sense to me. Why would you brag and and make an extra effort to be a know-it-all when you so clearly do not have what you say you have? And I mean, it's not clear to everyone, but it's certainly clear to me now. And it's not hard to find. And by the way, I know I'm an internet detective anyway. So like maybe it's hard to find for some people, but I like to sleuth. So I'm a sleuther. So a sleuther. I can't understand. And and John, I actually, I would like to know what you think about whether or not this person would have reacted that way if I was a man. What do you think about that? Because not, and I'm asking you not just because you're a man, but also because I'm guessing you know a lot of douchebags. You just seem like that kind of person. <laughs> oh, John, with that intro. Some of my best friends are douchebags. To be honest with you, I think guys will go after guys differently because we come back. Like, in other words, once he did that, it would have been the gloves would have came off and, you know, the typing would have started. And it doesn't I mean, I've had this in other different groups about editing and stuff like that, because as soon as someone asks a question, you come in and you tell them, you know, what you think. And then all of a sudden you say something and then everybody comes in and goes, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. You should use this or you should use that. And again, everybody has an opinion. But you do. You feel like you're attacked. You feel like you're trying to help somebody. And then someone comes in and tries to discredit you. And to me, I look at it this way. I gave them an answer. If they don't like it, that's fine. But if it was me, I'd have went to the DM. And that's when it would have really, that's when it would have really got jiggy. Like I wouldn't have done it in the group. I would have went to the. I wasn't going to bother. Oh, no, no, I'm not saying you should have. I'm talking about you asked me what I would do. No, no. I'm Uh, asking you. I need, I mean, I, that is most of the time what I would do as well. But the question is like, do you think he would have said stuff like prove it or can you add if I was a dude? Yes. Because I know what you're talking about with the whole like, um, oh, I wouldn't do that. I would do this. I wouldn't do that. I would do this. But that even that is normally respectful. In my experience, this has happened. Maybe he has a different experience. Like that's a respectful way to disagree with someone. That's not what he did. He called bullshit and told me to prove it. I think you would have done that if you were a guy. Do you know this person and whether or not they I are don't just know. like that? In I other don't groups? know who you're talking about. You don't? Wait, wait a minute. Hold on one second. Tell me his name. I don't know who that is. 
So I don't know. I've never heard of him either. Well, the only reason I've heard of him before is because of this altercation I had with him a year ago. Be honest with you, I thought you were talking about. <laughs> oh no! Sorry, but he is on that list. No, it's Sorry. not. Okay, I don't know who you're talking about. And again, well, first of all, you haven't had sleep in four days, so you're, you know, like I said, you, I don't think it was just wouldn't have bothered you as much if you had caught up on your sleep and stuff like that. Right now, you're everybody when they're sleep deprived. They don't have the same amount of wits about them than they do when they rest well rested. I will admit that before I Googled online bullying, I Googled obsessive thoughts because I couldn't get it out of my head. And I was obsessing over the screenshots. And then I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? Why can't I let it go? Like I have mental illness now. Like it was like a song that wouldn't stop playing in my head. I would have probably done something along those lines. I mean, I, I have never really gone at somebody like that. I have had my body and my head react in the same way that yours did many times and not particularly well i do not frequent any other facebook book groups really because they they make my blood boil right away but because of certain uh responses that i get on libsyn a lot of the time um, i kept from, thinking like what customers. would elsie do how would elsie react what would elsie say i like, actually kill him I with kindness I, I know you do i, I know him with you kindness. do i know you do and i and i knew there were other people in the group seeing what was going on and afraid they were afraid to respond afraid to stick up for me afraid to do nothing and i did notice i mean today actually a dude finally chimed in but before that last night it was all women Women sticking up for me. Women telling the men to go fuck themselves. I mean, like, literally, Christy was like, we don't do that in this group. Like, it wasn't to this guy. It was to a different guy. She was like, I can't believe the level of disrespect. Because I told you another guy was trying to call me out, too. And she was basically, she basically slapped him the hell down. And I appreciated that because I was sitting there also thinking, what would Elsie do? Maybe I should just delete the whole post. I don't want to start anything. And then I thought, you know what? I didn't start anything. This guy started with me, and I'm going to finish with him. But to be honest with you, I like Elsie's uh, methods better. For the simple fact is, is when you start killing them with kindness, you disarm them, and they don't know what to do, and it drives them crazy. Yeah, it's it. It actually, and, and believe me, Jess, it's the heart. I mean, in most cases, I would do that. I but get I, it. I, I think I in this. Here's why I felt justified in this case because you haven't slept in four days. Possibly. You know, can I finish a thought, Jess? Yeah. Because she knows her stuff. Yes. You know, she knows her stuff. She knows what this is about. Like, it's, she knows the business. Yeah. She's been, she's seen this type of business from an array of different perspectives, not just from yeah. podcast advertising, but yeah. she's had all of this experience prior. So she actually, does know how the advertising business works from all kinds of different places. He walked into Chili's and told me a better recipe for my baby back ribs. Like, don't do that. I'm making these ribs. I do it every day. I do it all day long. Just because you had a successful barbecue. That's right. I think that that's what it is. It is exactly mean like that. Yeah. I don't do this all day, every day. Go sit at the kids' table and let the big people talk. That's why I did it. Normally, right. I would kill people with kindness. Not yep. only that, but because it's in a group of someone who's, you know, it's run by a friend. It's run by somebody who I know knows that I know what I'm talking about. Because I wouldn't appreciate it if somebody came into She Podcasts and was like, 
here, let me tell you about the things I do and why Elsie and Jess might be wrong. Unless I knew that they would appreciate it and not care. Otherwise, what, what kind of balls would I have, right? I know that the people who run that group don't mind that I have expertise in an area. I didn't post one link to anything I do. I didn't say how I knew how I knew. I didn't even say I had an agency. I just said, sell for more. That's it. And it infuriated him. And he didn't, he didn't bother to look up why I knew that, how I knew that. You're going to accuse me of trolling for clients in a group half the size of my own group of podcasters. <laughs> that just it makes no sense. You know what? Stupider right. than that. And the other you thing don't is even that bother to look at my profile and right. see who I am and what I do and what I, exactly. Why would you not even look to see like Right. I mean, I know it doesn't I know that that like I don't have a job with the title of like podcasting badass on it, but like at least see that she podcasts is a group with 5,000 people in it. I don't need to yep. look for clients in other podcasting groups. Certainly not this one. Right. You guys are a force to be reckoned with. It's no one messes with that. that. I'm just Listen, saying that's that's I'm the not, truth, though. I'm not like drunk with power. I'm just saying that like if anyone's going to accuse me of trying to get clients in a podcasting group, I'm going to have to laugh in your face. It's just silly. I have access to all the podcasters ever want. It's like trying to tell a tomato farmer he's in need of ketchup <laughs> you're just trying to get my ketchup i have a tomato farm dick <laughs> i yeah. don't need your ketchup i'm trying to tell you you're killing your own tomatoes that's what i was basically trying to do oh my god I, i'm full of a stupid analogies tonight we get you because you're tired we get you which is more annoying being a know-it-all or lying about your stats to be a know-it-all. Well, unfortunately, nobody will, for the most part, nobody will be able to, to know the difference, which is really the sad part, which is why one of the things that I don't like to um, cultivate inside of She Podcasts isn't necessarily because I, I don't appreciate data points and I don't appreciate facts in terms of download numbers and what that could be for you in terms of success. But the reason that I don't like that is because sometimes when podcasters post about their stats, it's really alternative facts. <laughs> and I need to know not, why yeah. people feel the need to lie about their stats. Do you think that if it's 25 instead of 125 that you won't be respected? I think that for whatever reason... Or is it literally just like Napoleon syndrome? It is, but Napoleon... That's what I'm saying. Napoleon syndrome. Yes. Probably. It's because people think that if they don't have the big numbers, that somehow diminishes whatever success they have, right? Oh because God. it's because the numbers Buy is the Ferrari. only way. I mean, you know, and that's why I keep shifting the conversation. That's why I don't want to talk about that, even though I know it's really exciting for a lot of people. But it's, um, I, I'm not okay with that. And then what starts to happen is then people get obsessed with that for no good reason. Just like, you know, I don't know how many times I see people go like, oh my God, I had a spike today and yeah. I have the most downloads that I've ever had. Does anybody know how that happened? <laughs> and then they spend a week trying to figure out how they got that spike. And what they did. Just what happened they to a client of mine today. And yeah. then, and, and instead of just, 
It's all right. It, it just happens sometimes. Keep on keeping on, man. A spike isn't going to... What do you want to do with that spike? What are you going to do? on your wall. That's what I'm... It, just, at it, it means nothing. It means, means nothing. nothing. Just keep going. Because I always think like for Elsie's yoga class, there was a point when... I think I even showed you, Jess. There was a point when you said like, how many downloads do you get for Elsie's yoga class? And I was like, oh, hold on. Let me go check. And then I looked back and I had like some insane like... I don't know what happened for them like a couple of months or like one month where it was like, how did I get that many downloads? I remember because it was the month we were in podcast movement. Yeah, it was. Well, it was something like, yeah. And then like, I was what like, what the hell happened in August? And I was like, we were in Chicago, Elsie. Yeah. And it was really crazy. <laughs> But I didn't even know. And I guess when you asked me for that stats, it was like in December, right? And so it I missed like, it. was like, yeah, a couple months ago. Yeah. It was like in, you no, know. No, it was like recent. Right. And so then I'm like, oh, well, that was, okay, cool. Like, did it make, yeah. my life didn't change. Well, also, you don't do that show anymore. Right. But still, I do the same thing for the feed. I do the same thing for She Podcast. Like, I look back and go like, oh, look. I don't oh, even Oh, that's look. nice. Okay. I literally don't even look. And I've right. never looked at this show. Never. And I never looked at my old show. And, and I had advertisers. Right. I never looked at my downloads. They didn't even ask. Christy Hausler doesn't even ask me how many downloads she got when she advertises with us. None of the uh, Natalie has never asked. Nobody's ever asked. John, have you yeah, ever right. asked? Hey, how many downloads right. do you guys get from my episode? <laughs> And John doesn't pay us, but I mean, like, you know, we repay in kind by talking about what an amazing editor he is at AudioEditingSolutions.com. But, like, no one's ever asked us. Do you know why? Because they're so swamped with work, it doesn't flipping matter. I get paid in love. And John is loved. I think we're done, dude, with the rant, unless yeah, I think you wanna... you've done as much damage as you yes. could do. Yes. Here's what I wish. At the end of my pet peeves... I would like to end them somehow on a positive note instead of just ranting and then just being like, and it's over. So I'm going to try and say this. I'm going to end it on a positive note, which is, listen, your ego shouldn't rely so heavily on what people think of your stats. If that's the case for you, you've got to get out of this business because now you're just a filthy liar. Love you. Mean it. (laughs) (laughs) And nobody likes a filthy liar. The end. Hmm. The Ta-da. end. Ta-da. That was very nice, Jess. All right. Now the weird sweet. and wild. And then I've got to sleep. Yes. <laughs> you got it. like eat and then sleep. Okay. Go. Weird and wild. Weird and wild. Weird and wild. Show of the week. So a gentleman this week inquired about advertising help for his show. It said number two. He When he wrote me, he said it was number two on iTunes for the entire world. And I thought, is that even a thing? How do you even do that? And then I thought maybe he was joking, but the show is called Suspect Convictions. Okay. And I don't know the details of the case. It is a true crime case, but here's why it's different than the other true crime cases, Elsie. Are you ready? I am ready. Because you specifically are going to crap in your pants. So I'm so excited to tell you about this show. So the guy doing it is not just a journalist. 20 years ago, he was a police reporter, you know, a guy who comes and takes a notice on what happens. And he was called to the scene of a crime of a little girl who was A, molested, B, beaten, C, killed, D, set on fire. So the reason they called the police was because there's a fire in the playground at this elementary school. And he's the guy that showed up first at the scene of the crime. 
Whoa. So his name is Scott Reeder. Okay. So life goes on. 20 years happens. And as usual, I don't go too in detail with the content because what's important is, you know, the filling of the ads and what's happening with that. So I didn't get too into it. All I know is 20 years later, there's been some developments in the case. The guy who they pinned it on is not a cool guy. He's a terrible man. He is a criminal. But now there's been developments that he probably didn't do it. (gasps) So whether you like him or not, he's really not the criminal. And he's been in jail all this time for a crime that he probably didn't commit. So the host of the show, who, again, is the original guy who found the body, the host of the show is following it and has this really personal tie to it. He's interested oh in like gosh. he's interested in the developments and like what happened. And he was there though. So it's like we talk about crime and true crime and all this stuff with the people. Even the people on serial weren't freaking there. This guy was there. That's pretty nuts. So just to make my part of it short, he's like, well, season two is going to be about all about the trial. The trial is going to be this summer and let's talk Friday. So I, so I talked to him today and he goes, um, turns out that this or that happened and the trial's been moved for a year from now. So season two is going to be about something else. And I was like, oh, oh my shit. gosh, no way. His whole life is like oh depending God. on a court case that's actually happening as we speak. So it's like now it's pending because something else has to happen in order for them to get a trial. So he goes, well, I have this other case I've been thinking about for season two and I, I got nothing to do. So I'm like, oh yeah, what's that about? He goes, well, oddly enough, um, I'm from blah, 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 Illinois. Don't remember the name of the town. Gainesville, Glasville, something like that. I'm from Glasville, Illinois. And I just so happened to um, go to high school with a serial killer. And I'm like, beg your pardon? my God. And he goes, well, I didn't just go to high school with him. What happened was me and my two friends on the basketball team asked this girl out to prom and she said no to all three of us to go with this guy. And I went, shut your hole. Wow. (laughs) So he goes, no, no, it gets better. The guy's father was in charge of the mental institution. He's a psychiatrist in charge of the mental institution in Illinois or like a bunch of them. He was like head, head brother in charge of like just whatever crazy people's psycho wards they had going on in Illinois at the time. This guy that he went to school with killed both his parents and then went like on a spree, like a killing spree. His name's Charlie Cohen. Went on a killing spree, was wanted by the FBI, top 10, whatever the hell, FBI's most wanted for years. This guy, Scott, happens to visit home, I guess, to see his parents or do something. And he's sitting in a bar, about to probably to meet some of his friends. And he says, and this wave of terrible body odor washes over me. And I turn around to see where that smell's coming from. And I swear it's Charlie Cohen. And this is the time when every other commercial was like, hey, if you see this person, report it. Oh, my God. And he's like, and I know it's him. I know it's him because you don't forget the face of the guy who you got stood up for for prom. And I was like, no, I guess you don't. So then he goes, I walk out the door to see what car he gets into. And it's a Virginia plate, which makes sense because he's probably in federal lockdown, like in Northern Virginia. So he has some kind of Virginia car and he doesn't know what to do. He's like, if I call the police, they're going to think I'm crazy because we're in Illinois. The guy's wanted, you know, 
and Virginia. And it just makes no sense. And he's like, so he writes down the plate and he's like, I just have to. So he ends up going to the police station and telling them. And yes, of course, they look at him like he's a lunatic. And they're like, all right, we'll look into it. They never do. He's caught and arrested a year later uh, somewhere else. When that happens, he looks up the car plate. And of course, it was him. Of course, it was him. Wow. And then I go, God, that's, I said, I am so grateful. I said, this story has really validated my decision to switch from journalism to communication in college. Cause if I, I could never be investigating this kinds of stuff. Never. This is so never. fun. That would be so I, and, fun. And I go, and I go, but honestly, this is the most fun conversation I've had all week. And then he goes, wait, it gets more fun. He said, it turns out that the girl on prom night, the doorbell rings, she opens the door, and there's some other guy in a tuxedo with a bouquet of flowers. And she goes, uh, yeah. And the guy goes, yeah, um, Charlie couldn't make it, so he asked me to take you to the prom. <gasps> What's like, she was like, what? What? Why? Like, what? what? And then Scott goes, and then, then later he goes, yeah, and now here I am, I'm like a, I'm a professional journalist. My other friend's like a biochemical engineer. She's a um, FedEx delivery woman. And I was like, ah, that's a shame. Oh, my goodness. That's karma for you. And I was like, that is super fun. So season two is going to be even more fascinating than this season, which isn't even over. There's like two or three episodes, three or four episodes left. So suspect convictions, subscribe immediately so that you don't miss season two, whether it's about the trial for the first guy, a woman, guy, girl, whatever. Or, you know, if it's his, his guy in high school that he was with. I mean, is that nuts or what? It's totally nuts. That's why he's weird and wild. The show itself is probably not weird or wild, but the, the, his personal connection is riveting, I think. Oh, my God. I can't stand it. I'm going to have to subscribe. Is it live yet? It's live, yes. Okay. I'm going to have to. Re- I'm going to I want you to ear. I want you to. Um, I want you to consume the entire thing and tell me what you think. Yeah, I, I will. I'm dying but, but, to know. I have to say that I, it's going to have to be pushed to the back. Because I have tons of other listening oh, of to course. do, but of course. Of course. it will go on. The but key. I know you like the murders, Elsie. I love so. the murders. Love the, love murders. the murders. That's okay. it for me. So sorry, this was the Jessica Kupferman show starring Elsie <laughs> Escobar. That is all right. I am. I was fine, and this is great because it'll help me just concentrate on what I got to do next week, and that's lovely and fantastic. And um, but if anybody has any feedback for us, please email feedback at shepodcast.com. You can also send a speakpipe message, speakpipe.com slash shepodcast for some audio feedback about 90 seconds long if you so desire. Um, and I think that that's about it. So there you I have it. it. Thank you guys so much for listening. I, I have no idea what she just said. Or me, for example. <laughs> good night, Jessica everyone. will be sleeping. Yes, love goodbye. You. She'll go sleep. Mean it. Love you, love you, love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>